0: off days where the day before I I had these plans to, to do things on the day today, and I woke up not in the mood to do any of those things. I spent an hour in bed. I did read for about 30 minutes, but it was kind of disguised as procrastination. Or procrastination was disguised as reading because I had other things I was supposed to do. But it was really cold. I didn't want to get out of bed. I started Captain America last night. So, but I didn't finish it. So I was like, eh, might as well just go ahead and finish Captain America at 9 in the morning. It is a movie, after all, so I should make a bag of popcorn or two and then eat a bowl of ice cream and some chocolate. And I, I did. I, I had two bags of popcorn Full of ice cream and chocolate, all before eleven a.m. And I'm thinking maybe even this podcast is a way of procrastinating. There's this coding problem I'm stuck on, and it's it's kind of frustrating. So, I'm trying to stall of doing it, and I'm doing all these other things instead. It is only 1 o'clock right now in the afternoon, so there's still time in the day. But I've, I've said that before. I would tell myself, I, got, I still got eight hours to do it, but I ended up never doing it, and it feels like might be the case today. Um, there's something to be said about shame. Like, are you ever in a, in a situation where you know you should be doing something, but you're not? So the fact that you're not doing it is making you feel really bad about yourself. You know, you're having, you're feeling shame about not doing it. And because of that, it's almost harder to do it. It feels like you would rather just absorb the shame and just soak in your self-pity. That's strange, right? And, like, I would do this exercise before where, Like if I do something, like I'm just going to do whatever I want to do and I'm not going to feel bad about not doing something that I probably should be doing instead. And that would actually make my day better and more productive. Whenever I don't tell myself that I need to do something, I just do it if I want to. And if I don't do it, then I don't do it. There's nothing to feel bad about, you know. And if I give myself that mindset, I tend to do the thing that I probably should be doing. It's, it's interesting. It's There's something about, you know how when someone else tells you that you should do something or that you shouldn't be doing something, a lot of the times your first reaction is like, fuck you, I'm going to do the opposite of what you're telling me to do. I feel like it's the same case with yourself. If you're telling yourself that you should be doing something, and if you don't do it, you're a piece of shit, (laughs) or yada yada, you know. And there's like a a self-rebellion in all of us. Even amongst, even talking to ourselves, we still want to do the opposite thing. It's interesting. I, I did an episode on this a long time ago because I, I was going through my old episodes from maybe a year ago, and one of them was titled Self-Rebellion. I haven't listened to it because I refuse to listen to past episodes just because I know I'm just going to start cringing. My sphincter is going to tighten up. So I, I don't listen to my old episodes. But this is a thought I, I have had before. So, and that, that was maybe a year ago or so. I, I would have to check but when I recorded that episode. But obviously this is something that keeps occurring in my head and in my life. Where I, I start to realize that... If I keep forcing myself to do something, telling myself I have to do it or shit's going to go bad, I just don't do it in a lot of ways, and it's interesting. So, but, you know, then after I would have that realization, I would start doing the exercise of... Not worrying about it and telling myself, it's okay to do it, but it's also okay not to do it. Whatever you decide, it's all good. And that would usually sort of help out. It would alleviate the shame and I would actually do the thing that I should do. My mind would be like, "I, I want to do this thing that's kind of tough right now and hard. So I would do it. And then it would be easier after that to keep doing it. But then after I'm doing it for a while, I forget that the whole reason it was a lot easier to do it was because I wasn't forcing myself to do it. I wasn't demanding that I do it. And then it would just kind of happen naturally. And once I would forget that that was the strategy I was using then there would be a day where i'm a little less motivated and then i feel bad again about not doing th- the thing and and then i would go back into this little period of self-pity and doubt and all that so i'm guessing it's okay to have days where you just take a break. If you don't want to do it, you don't want to do it because it's better to... I think it's better to just not do the work than to sit through it and passively learn something. You know, it's better to... It's better to actively learn for 30 minutes than it is to passively learn for a couple hours. Because passive learning just drifts in and out of your head. You're, you don't really absorb anything. It's more like memorizing it rather than understanding. Active learning is where you you really do the work. You, you try to understand the problem at hand. And in terms of coding, a way of passive learning would be where I'm watching a video or I'm reading a chapter of a book about how to do something and it's explaining to me, but I'm, but I'm not doing it myself. All I'm doing is reading and watching, which is fine because that's how you come to understand it, but then you have to put it into action. When you're not putting it into action, into action, you're just learning passively and it's not really effective it shouldn't really count as a period of learning if you're not actually doing it yourself. You know, Naval talks about how it's not about the hours, it's about the iterations. It's about you doing it yourself and trying it from countless different angles to see what actually works. Hmm. And that applies to all learning, I would imagine about active learning, not passive, but, but yeah, I go through these periods where I, I'm just not in the mood at all, and while I'm not in the mood, I'm telling myself, oh, I should, I really should be doing this other thing, instead, I'm eating a big old bowl of ice cream, there's cookies and cream, by the way, so, like, as I'm not doing a thing that I should be doing, I'm thinking about why I should be doing it and why this will be helpful for my future, but I'm still not doing it. And then that leaves me feeling like shit because I'm, because I'm acknowledging the fact that I'm not doing it and I continue not to do it after that. It's weird. People are weird like that. And obviously, you know, a lot of people would would just tell you, like, sometimes you just got to buckle down and just do it through brute force. It's not about wanting to do it. It's just about doing it. And, yeah, for sure, in a lot of cases. But eh, there's, there's always some, this little inner demon that just blocks me from doing it. For me, it helps to not really force it Sometimes I can. Sometimes I go through these periods of brute force. But then other times, I... Man, it's it's super hard to just sit down and do the work. And if, if I don't want to do it, and do it, a lot of times I'm not really getting anything out of it. Like, it goes back to passive learning. Where... I'm convincing myself that I am studying right now, but really, I'm, I'm not learning anything. So it shouldn't really count as a session of studying. Ooh. We're complex animals. We live for self-sabotage. Uh, I talked about this before, though. You know, If I, if I go through a long enough period of not doing the work, I will have this little rock-bottom moment. Not necessarily rock... Just for lack of a better word, rock-bottom moment. Where I'm like, oh my god, I have not done crap for days. And then I'll have this burst of energy for that... that it's twice as long as my period of... sloth... slothiness. So in a, a lot of cases... You kind of need the shame to build up and keep building until you just can't tolerate it anymore. And then you just bust your ass. Jesus Christ. Can y'all hear that? People are so selfish. Can they not tell that I'm in the middle of a podcast? But that's, that's a little more controversial strategy, I would think to allow yourself to have shame build up and build up until you can't tolerate it anymore and then you just go to this period of absolute discipline. That's kind of how a lot of drug dealers, not drug dealers, drug addicts, get off drugs, right? Because they hit a moment. They have this moment with themselves like, I am throwing my life away. I am sabotaging my future. Because I can't just sit down and... Wait, this isn't a drug addict talking, this is me talking. I'm trying to be the drug addict talking. I Okay, this is the drug addict talking. I have been wasting all my money on heroin and all these wonderful substances, and it's ruining my life. Because I'm broke, my... F- Family and friends have isolated themselves from me. I have no one. I have no purpose. I I have no connection. And then the light will switch off. Okay, this isn't them talking anymore. Something just occurs in their head where it's just a flicker. Like, okay, we gotta we need the change. And that's if you're lucky. Some people aren't lucky enough to have that moment with themselves. The moment of awakening, of realizing that they're throwing their life away. I wouldn't put my situation as drastic as that, because most of the time I do the work. Most of the time I'm sitting down being disciplined and learning Percent by percent, iteration by iteration, and just getting better each day. But that, because of that, whenever I have these moments of laziness and just wanting to lay in bed and do nothing, it the feeling of shittiness is even worse because I've been so disciplined this whole time, and then one day I'm just, wow, I I, I guess I'm drained or something then I feel bad but the feeling bad part is what makes it worse it, it leaves you in that state even longer you should if you're some people will just work and work and not take any days off and that's, that's good for them but I, I'm not that person I drain very easily I, loo- I can lose energy pretty quickly. And I need to take a break. And taking a break is where your memory kind of works even more efficiently, right? Because you're allowing your brain to rest and process. It's just like going to the gym. If you work out every single day, you may not get as bigger... <laughs> That sounded weird. You may not get as big as if when you took two days off a week. I think when you allow your muscles to rest and absorb, obviously I'm not a fitness guy, but I I think there's some merit to that. You you may allow yourself to get bigger by allowing your muscles to chill out for a couple days and absorb and let it you know, take it in, it's definitely the case for learning, I, I can't say much about working out, I do work out, not as much as I used to, but yeah, when you lie, because you can actually get brain fatigue, like that's an actual thing, people who overwork themselves mentally can get the flu, you can actually get sick from over studying and things like that. I've never experienced that, but I have gotten massive brain fatigue before. Where I'm just kind of... I've had so much information overload that I can't even think straight sometimes. And that's weird, where your words start to slur... And you just can't really focus anymore. (laughs) That happens a lot. Not a lot, but it's happened enough to where, okay, it's time to take a break. So, yeah. So, we shouldn't really feel bad about taking those days off. They're necessary, really. At least for me. We're all different. And I'm learning for, my, for myself that I, I really need those days off. I really, I can't do four hours a day every day without taking a day off. I was doing that at first, putting in like 30 hours a week on coding. Because coding is something that requires a lot of time. And it's not really something you can do for 30 minutes a day. I mean, it kinda is, but if you really wanna see results, you, you're gonna have to put in those iterations. And iterations results in a lot of hours. Usually I'll average two to four hours a day when I do code. And that's that's quite a bit. And that that does leave me pretty tired Afterwards, I'm doing this recording before I start coding, because if I did it afterwards, I w- it would it would be hard to sit down right now and just start talking. But yeah, I'm I'm slowly learning what works best for me as an individual. Am I someone who who should take? three days off and four days on? Or should I do two days off and two days on? Should I put in an hour a day or three hours? Like, what is my optimal limit? And if I go past that, will I start doing worse during my study sessions? It takes time to really figure that shit out. But again, it's it's all about iterations, Keep keep doing it differently until you find a solid thing that works. I'm getting better at it, but I'm still learning. As we all are. It's a lifelong process of learning. But, yeah. I wonder what this episode will be called. Self-sabotage, maybe? Hmm. no. If I'm going to do an episode on self-sabotage, it's going to, it's going gonna, to, I'll talk a lot more about other topics than my work motivation, because there's plenty of areas in my life where self-sabotage is very prevalent. Maybe this one's just motivation, lack of motivation, something, but yeah, good episode, I think. <laughs> This is, I, I'm, I'm recording this and talking about this particular subject because I think it's kind of therapeutic. I think it does help me. It reminds me how I should be thinking about it when I have those days of no motivation on doing the thing. The shame of having the no motivation is what makes the problem worse. Uh, Brene Brown talks about that in The Power of Vulnerability. Her more popular book is Braving the Wilderness. I haven't read it yet, but I really want to. But in The Power of Vulnerability, she talks about how shame is really what puts a damper on our psyche. Because there's a lot of things in life where culturally... It's associated with feeling shame. You know, if we do the certain thing in life, uh, okay. Like for me, and for a lot of men in particular, I can't really say much for women, but this is an area for men that seems to cause a lot of shame, and that is their their status in life, and the position they hold in a, wherever they work or something, you know, there's always a little shame if they're not exactly where they want to be on the, on the hierarchy. And I, I've felt that before, you know, I would, if I'm wearing like this bright yellow vest, work vest or something at a job or something, cause, uh, the delivery job we have, when we go to the warehouse, we have to wear this neon yellow vest, and because we go there at five in the morning, and there's some uh, forklifts driving around. You don't want to get run over. So you wear this vest. But I've always associated that neon yellow vest with, like, working class. And there's nothing wrong with working class, but there's always been this lingering thought in the back of my head that this isn't who I am. You know, I, I need to be someone better than this guy who's wearing this vest. And that's always put a little shame in me, like a little embarrassment if other people would see me in that vest. And that that just, that doesn't make me, that doesn't make my life any better with that walking around with that shame. So I'm learning to really enjoy my job no matter what I'm wearing and not care who's seeing it because really it's myself who's really paying attention to the vest. No one else is really paying attention. It's really just me stuck in my own head. I'm sure there's some people who are judging because of the vest, but fuck them, right? There's, There's other areas... In life where it's very easy to experience shame. And that would be, be another great episode to talk about. But I want it to be separate, because that seems like a whole other topic. But yeah, that's that's usually what I say whenever I'm done recording. Like, But yeah, <laughs> but I'm on... 769 bars on GarageBand, so this is probably at least 25 minutes or something. This was good. This has been helpful for me. I feel a lot more inclined to start doing the work again, but if I don't, that's okay, too. That's really what I'm trying to get at. If you don't do it, don't beat yourself up. It just makes it worse makes the whole situation worse because we're so prone to swimming in our own pity. You know, we like to, it's very easy to make ourselves feel like a victim, even though, you know, we're responsible for the work we do. But if we're not doing it, there's some weird thing in our head where we just, we want to bask in, I don't know, it's weird. I'm sure you can relate. I hope so. Otherwise, who who should be listening to this? But yeah, this was a good episode. All right. This will probably post Saturday, so got a couple days. All right, guys, have a good one. See ya.